From Greenville, South Carolina, we present... Let the Bible Speak. Let the Bible Speak is the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, preaching Christ in all His fullness. Once again, to Let the Bible Speak, featuring messages from the ministry of Dr. Alan Cairns, founder of Let the Bible Speak Radio Ministries. Currently, Dr. Cairns is preaching a series of studies in the doctrine of the person and work of the Holy Spirit, a subject which is sadly neglected in our day. We'll hear from Dr. Cairns in just a few minutes. First of all, we invite you to enjoy this devotional thought from the pen of C.H. Spurgeon, as found in his collection called Morning and Evening. This morning's text comes from Ecclesiastes chapter 7 and verse 8. Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. Look at David's Lord and Master. See his beginning. He was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Would you see the end? He sits at his father's right hand, expecting until his enemies be made his footstool. As he is, so are we also in this world. You must bear the cross, or you shall never wear the crown. You must wade through the mire, or you shall never walk the golden pavement. Cheer up, then, poor Christian. Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. See that creeping worm, how contemptible in its appearance. It is the beginning of a thing. Mark that insect with gorgeous wings, playing in the sunbeams, sipping at the flower bells, full of happiness and life. That is the end thereof. That caterpillar is yourself, until you are wrapped up in the chrysalis of death. But when Christ shall appear, you shall be like him, for you shall see him as he is. Be content to be like him, a worm and no man that like him you may be satisfied when you wake up in his likeness. That rough-looking diamond is put upon the wheel of the lapidary. He cuts it on all sides. It loses much, much that seemed costly to itself. The king is crowned. The diadem is put upon the monarch's head with trumpet's joyful sound. A glittering ray flashes from that coronet, and it beams from that very diamond which was just now so sorely vexed by the lapidary. You may venture to compare yourself to such a diamond, for you are one of God's people. And this is the time of the cutting process. Let faith and patience have their perfect work, for in the day when the crown shall be set upon the head of the King, eternal, immortal, invisible, one ray of glory shall stream from you. They shall be mine, saith the Lord, in the day when I make up my jewels. Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. 
Over the years that Let the Bible Speak has been on the air, we've had many encouraging letters, emails, and phone calls from listeners who have been blessed through this ministry. Every week sees a number of requests for the literature and other items that we offer on each broadcast. Those responses have warmed our hearts and encouraged us greatly. As we come to the close of another year, it may be that you would like to share what the Lord has done for you or how He has blessed you through these daily Christ-centered programs. We would welcome such testimonies. You may be sure that there will be no follow-up calls or emails, nor will your information be shared with anyone outside this ministry. If you care to send us your testimony of how the Lord has used Let the Bible Speak in your life, simply email us at info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. Or call us at 864-244-2408. That's 864-244-2408. If you prefer regular mail, you may write us at Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. We look forward to hearing from you.
On today's edition of Let the Bible Speak, Dr. Cairns continues his series of studies in the doctrine of the Holy Spirit as he brings the concluding portion of the message, Sealed with the Spirit. The text is found in Ephesians chapter 1 and the second half of verse 13. In whom, after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. In the course of this message, we've seen that this seal places the Spirit's distinctive mark on all believers in Christ. Then it is a seal indicating divine ownership, showing that the believer belongs to Christ. Next, the seal is the witness to the believer of God's unchanging love. Furthermore, the seal of the Holy Spirit is the evidence of the Christian's eternal security in Christ. Finally, the seal is the ground of God's authority in the life and testimony of every believer. Now, Dr. Cairns will bring the concluding portion of this message, Sealed with the Spirit. When the Holy Ghost seals a believer, he tells him that God loves him, and God loves him forever. For what shall separate us from the love of Christ? of tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That leads very naturally to the fourth meaning of the seal. It is the evidence of the eternal security of the believer. Notice the wording of our text. First of all, sealed, past tense, once and for all. When God seals something, no man and no devil can unseal it. You're sealed. Secondly, you're sealed unto the day of redemption. The word unto means for. You're sealed for the day of redemption. It's not merely speaking of a passage of time sealed until that may be taken from it but the whole idea is when God seals you he has before his mind the day of redemption God secures you for the day of redemption that is the day of the Lord's second coming when all his people enter fully and irrevocably and eternally into the enjoyment of everything that glorified saints can enjoy God has sealed you for heaven. Now that's the eternal security of the believer. Ephesians 4.30 Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God whereby you have been sealed unto the day of redemption. There is your security. 2 Timothy 2.19 says the foundation of God standeth sure. Why? Because it has a seal. Having this seal the Lord knoweth them that are his. The Lord knows them. The foundation of God is not going to be moved. The people of God are not going to be lost. They are secure. 
There's a wonderful picture of this over in the last book of the Bible, the book of the Revelation. I'm not getting into the prophetic angle of this this morning at all, but just the, the basic spiritual meaning. Revelation 7, speaking of the 12,000 out of each tribe of Israel that will yet be sealed at the uh, tribulation period. What does it say in verse 3? Hurt not the earth, neither the sea nor the trees, until we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads. Now look at chapter 9 and verse 4. It was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in their hearts. The seal is our security. Now watch it carefully. If you are sealed by the Spirit of God... The wrath of God cannot touch you. But if you are not sealed by the Spirit of God, then the wrath of God will most certainly burn upon you. The seal is our security. When we believe in Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit comes to abide within us, yes. But the Holy Spirit seals us. He tells us of the unchangeable love of God for us. And He says, I have the mark of divine ownership upon you. And no power of divine wrath can ever touch you. You're safe for time and for eternity. One final thing that I want to touch on very quickly about the seal. We started by saying it left a mark upon the life. The mark of holiness, yes. But in Scripture this is also spoken of in another way. The seal of the Holy Ghost is the ground of the divine authority that the believer has in all his service and staff. Ecclesiastes 8 and 4 says, Where the word of a king is, there's power. If you go back to the book of Esther, in uh, chapter 3 and 12, when Ahasuerus' decree was going out throughout the empire, the letter was sent and it was sealed with the king's ring. And wherever that decree came, it spoke with authority. When men saw the stamp of the, of the royal seal, they said, this is authoritative. Now then, Second Corinthians 3 and 3, we are the epistles of Christ. Written not with pen and ink, but written with the Holy Ghost. We are Christ's epistles in this world. And we are sealed with the Spirit. In other words, we have upon these spiritual epistles, we have the mark of divine authority. 
In other words, when we come before man, we come before them with the power and with the authority of our Master. We should keep that in mind. That's why it's important that a Christian do not try to cover up in this world that which marks him as being distinctively a child of God. Let the distinction, let that distinguishing mark be as clear as it possibly can be. Oh, I know it sets you apart from the world. But it also is the key to your authority as you deal with men. So many Christians are living in fear of man. So many Christians are living in defeat. They're afraid to be known. They're afraid to speak. They're afraid to witness. They're afraid to stand. They're living a life of frustration and a life of weakness. And it ought not so to be. That mark which distinguishes you as being different also is the mark of divine authority. How did the Lord Jesus stand? How did the Lord Jesus serve? John 6 and 27, He's the one whom the Father sealed. How did the Father seal him? He gave him the Holy Spirit without measure. The Lord Jesus went about in the power of God, the Holy Spirit. And as He spoke with the power of the Spirit of God, as He acted in the power of the Spirit of God with all the divine authority of Him who had publicly sealed Him, no man could stand against Him. How did the apostles in the early church stand? How did they serve the Lord? They were sealed with the Spirit of God. They had that evident mark of the Holy Ghost upon them. They weren't afraid to be counted different. They weren't afraid to let the world know that they belonged to Jesus Christ. And what was the result? The result was that they had authority in their preaching, authority in their standing. I have often quoted the words of Acts 5 and 32. We are his witnesses, and so also is the Holy Ghost. They spoke with authority, and therefore with great boldness. In other words, the Holy Spirit validated and vindicated their stand and their service for the Lord. This is the seal of the Spirit. God has given us a spirit. The spirit witnesses to us of our security, of the love of God to us, of our position in Christ, that we belong to him, that the day of redemption will see us safe on the glory shore. Oh yes, he witnesses of all those things. That's the basic import of the seal of the spirit. My friend, in doing those things, and I want to make this very clear, in assuring a man of his salvation, in telling him of the love of God, in telling him of his security in Christ, the Holy Ghost always leaves a mark upon his life. That mark makes that man distinctive. And that mark will give that man spiritual authority. We are not, of course, letters or documents in the literal sense. We are thinking, rational, feeling beings. 
we are not altogether going to be passive in this. We ought to remember, ever remember, if we're saved, I have the mark of God. When I stand before men, I stand before them as one ordained of God to be a Christian. To bear the name of my divine Master and Savior. I stand before them with the authority of God to speak this word. To testify of the things that God the Holy Ghost has sealed in my soul. Let us keep that in mind. I want to tell you, friend, when a man, this is very important for every Christian, certainly very important for every preacher, when a man can stand before men and say, I know I'm saved. I know I have the Holy Ghost. I know that I'm sealed and stamped and marked by God's Spirit. And however different I am from the world, and however much they may dislike it and hate it, I have God's authority to be what I am and to say that I am what I am. I want to tell you, when a man can do that, that man will not live in the fear of man. After that ye believed, or upon believing, or having believed. The idea is not necessarily of some, some great length of time. It's just when you come to Christ and believe, God puts his stamp upon you. You've got the stamp. Make sure, make sure that you live in the full enjoyment and the full experience, the full power of that divine seeking. You've been listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America. We hope you've enjoyed and benefited from today's program. We're here as your servants for Christ's sake. If we can be of any further help to you in the things of the Lord, we invite you to contact us. Our mailing address is Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. If you wish, you may call us at 1-864-244-2408. That's 1-864-244-2408. Our email address is info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you would like to learn more about the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, we invite you to visit our website, www.fpcna.org. That's www.fpcna.org. This is Charles Kelsch saying thank you for listening and inviting you to join us again as we Let the Bible Speak. Music